Hi, I'm Staff Sergeant Jason Myrtle. I'm the recruiter for the Kentucky Army National Guard here at NKU and in Northern Kentucky. The Kentucky Army National Guard offers 100% scholarship to any public university in Kentucky, along with a possible $20,000 enlistment bonus, additional income while attending college, and numerous other benefits. If you have any interests or questions, my contact information will be in the show notes. Go Guard! Welcome to Tactically Acquired. Our goal is to document military-connected living history in a fun and easy environment. We will capture the stories of our active duty, guard, reservists, veterans, ROTC, and their families, sharing their stories, adventures, and journeys across the military life cycle. The podcast is for anyone interested in joining the military, has been part of the military, or wishes to learn more about military life. In addition, we want to bridge the growing military-civilian divide through education. This is unfiltered, meaning we'll go over the good, the bad, and yes, maybe even the ugly of being a military-connected individual. I'm your host, Rusty Martis, a retired Air Force Mustang and OEF veteran, and I run the Veterans Resource Station at North Kentucky University. People that were actually like in right after 9-11 and getting deployed, like I don't feel like, especially if you didn't deploy, I didn't feel like I made a huge contribution, you know? Well, I think we could argue that differently, but yeah. But it's just like, you know, a feeling, like somebody that's been deployed to Iraq or Afghanistan, mm -hmm. I don't feel like has the same experience of what I had, where I just went to Korea and right. Fort Bliss. And so I felt like that was a little different. Yeah, well, there's a couple of interesting points there. One, anybody, like you said earlier, that signed on the dot line to potentially give up their life for their country served, right? And uh, But there's different kind of levels. So yes. there's uh, combat veterans, there's uh, disabled veterans, there's uh, just veterans that were during peacetime or during your service time. We were at, still at war. Uh, yeah, we were, but it just didn't feel like everybody was deploying at once yeah. at the same time. Yeah, only about 56% of all the military force deployed in the 20-plus year war to Iraq or Afghanistan. So a big chunk did deploy, but a lot of people didn't. Yeah, uh, And you absolutely need that support staff and backup because that's on one front. Korea yep. is a different front, right? Yeah, that's a completely different front. <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, uh, it, it is interesting that um, there is multiple levels even with inside the veteran community. Yes. But I would say that the whole entire veteran community, for the most part, is open. Uh, oh, yeah, definitely and, open. It's yep. just you have different experiences. Exactly. So when they're like, well, I deployed here. Where would you deploy to? And you're like, well, I just kind of... Yeah. <laughs> Went to Korea for <laughs> Blitz, so it's like, I guess more peacetime, garrison time. <laughs> right. Well, in Korea, you know, especially in today's world, it's a little bit of a always a yeah, dicey it's situation. Different. But, yeah. I do remember one time being in Korea. You're gonna find this funny, but like, <laughs> I guess that North Korea was shooting off missiles into like the river or whatever. And my mom had called me and was like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> and yeah. I was like. Sweeping the motor pool? Why? What's up? And she's like, they're, North Korea's shooting missiles. I guess they were doing like their exercise or whatever right. at the time. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. She's like, you're not worried? And I'm like, no. <laughs> like, if they're just shooting it in the river, what's the big deal? Like, essentially, you know, we practice. They got to practice at right. some point, you know? And yeah. it's just like craziness. Absolutely. <laughs> So, and you're kind of, um, you were kind of used to it at that point once you're in Korea and everything yeah, was going and on. And honestly, I felt more safe in Korea than yeah. 
because of things at the time that were, you know, going on in the States. There was a lot of things going on at that point in time mm-hmm. in the States. Yeah. And it was just like, I felt so safe in Korea. Yeah. I didn't have an issue. I never had an issue with the people I don't feel like. And it was just very calming, I Absolutely. Guess. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, it's interesting that you say that because it's what the media portrays and what you experience um, are absolutely two different things. Oh, yes. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And then... And I'll reverse it because um, I, I was in Afghanistan and, uh, you know, the lovely social media and Facebook, we had a big um, situation occur, um, attack and everything. And I jumped on Facebook and said, no matter what you hear in the media, everything's cool. Yeah. And, and everybody's like, we didn't hear anything in the media. What's going on? <laughs> it's like, okay. So <laughs> well, that's they, great. <laughs> yeah. What they portray is totally different yeah. than what actually it's is occurring. Just, so. Right. And it's so wild just to like, because when I was married to military, my ex-husband got deployed to Iraq Mm -hmm. and what I was hearing was not really what was going on. Exactly. They did have one one or two times when they had like a blackout period, I guess is what it's called. I don't remember, but where they couldn't contact anything. And I think it went on like five to seven days and I was just like okay now I'm getting a little worried like is everything good like (laughs) are you just out on mission or what's happening what's going on like I know you can't tell me you're out on mission but just a word of hey everything's good would have been nice absolutely so I'm glad you brought that up because that's kind of my next segue you helped me with the segue very nicely (laughs) was about your uh because you got that multiple experience right so yes um not only did you serve and had a father that served but you also were married to that so what was kind of the difference between being a spouse and actually being in the military um I guess there's not that, like, I wasn't very integrated into, like, the FRG or things like that. So it was very much, you're kind of secluded and mm-hmm. on your own if you're not integrated into the FRG. Because I also worked as well. And I know quite a bit of people didn't work and were, like, on post living with their spouse. And so they were more integrated yeah. into the FRG. FRG being? A family readiness group for, gotcha. like, that that battalion company depending on how you were looking at it yeah so we um when i was still in active duty i was uh, director of operations for rtc at university of cincinnati and we started a program because the students asked us to uh, was training their significant others on what their potential experience would be like yeah, because, well, that's hard to do. <laughs> but the point the point was really that the um, spouses aren't trained. You know, they're no. they're not given the support per se or the information um, like you are if you're in in the service. Oh yeah, yeah. And it sounds like you kind of went through that, even though you were in the service and familiar well, with we a lot of it. You we weren't, weren't integrated. We weren't in at the same time. So right. I had come out of high school. We moved, and then. I got married to my ex-husband. We had divorced. I had a child. Mm -hmm. And then she passed from cancer. And then I had gone in. Gotcha. So, like, this was prior to me going in. Yeah. So, But you still had no experience prior to going in what what that being a spouse is going to be like, from what I understand. Yeah. You had to figure it out on your own. Yep. Yeah. But you did have a little bit of experience for when you went in. Well, I have... Like, my dad telling me, mm-hmm. like, hey, 
be prepared to like not know anything. <laughs> right. <laughs> when I was married to military. So he was like, prepare to not know anything. And I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, sometimes information just does not trickle down. And you're like, okay, well, that's not good. Right. Yeah. <laughs> because like, wonder if I need to know something like, and he's like, well, they'll get a hold of you if it's very important. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I guess that relieves. Yeah. <laughs> but when we went through that bout of like five to seven days when he's deployed of not hearing anything, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, nothing's trickling down. Like, what should I do now? <laughs> Especially um, in Iraq, right? Because he's yeah. in Iraq and that was hostile times during that time. I don't think it was yeah. never not Well, it was hostile, like but... 2009, okay. 2010, somewhere yeah. around there. Okay. So, I mean, it was still, there still was still active. still active things going mm-hmm. on at that point in time, I believe. Yeah. What did he do in the service? Was he, he was an 88 Mike, so he was a truck driver. Okay. Okay. So he's probably doing convoys and a bunch of different things yeah. along those lines. And so, yeah. Yeah. So you never know what the. Exactly. So it was like, okay, you're driving trucks. Like, mm-hmm. what is going on? Right. Exactly. Now, this question is kind of open for any interpretation. Okay. But. Uh, you can walk it through each of the levels that you experienced if mm-hmm. you want, or we can focus still on you being a spouse and move on to when you were in the service. But what are kind of your tips or tools you might have for others that kind of went through the similar experience now that you already went through it? Like going through basic training and things like it, that? It, any it, Basic training is definitely one of them. You can start there, and I'll add on to it a little bit. Okay. Um I guess the best thing for basic training is kind of just like focus on what you're doing. Okay. Try not to let, because I think now they like let cell phones in basic training. I don't know. I know it's different than when I I was in because we didn't have our cell phones. We'd have it for like a Sunday for an hour, maybe two, and like that was it. Mm -hmm. Don't let things going on in the outside world get in your head too much. Right. Don't allow like the drill sergeants because they'll try to get in your head and make you break. But that's their whole thing is to break you down and build you back up. And I knew that going in because you had experiences. My dad was in the Marine Corps and like I I had a spouse that was in. So it was like I knew to expect the breakdown and then the build back up. So just remember, like when they're trying to get in your head, just don't let them. I kind of wanted I feel like I kind of went into like autopilot of. Don't let them get in your head too much. Don't let them get in your head too much. Right. And just do what you need to do to get through it. Absolutely. It, it's hard. It's it's draining. But I definitely feel like towards the end, like when I was leaving, I was like, man, I'm going to miss this. Cause... Well, you talked about the camaraderie <laughs> that you built while you were there, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. you do, though. And I, had, I was in a company that was essentially like we went through from like 30-something people down to like almost 20 or less than. Because it was just like people were allowing the drill sergeants to get too much into mm-hmm. their head, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Or they weren't doing what they were supposed to do. So I felt like that was rough because, like, you're losing people because they're getting sent home. Right. Or somebody got injured, so, you know, they got to go back and then come back through in a different group. So it's like, that's rough, too. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So how about um, any advice, and we talked a little bit about this, but uh, as far as not being alone, reach out and everything, but that transitional period. I would say if I could go back and do it differently, mm-hmm. I definitely would find a group within the area just to like, hey, or the, or even like get on Facebook 
group pages and be mm-hmm. like, hey, are there any veterans in the area that would like want to hang out? And like, I'm having a hard time transitioning. It's hard for people to reach out, but at the same time, I feel like you need to reach out if you're hitting that spot. Right. Yeah. And uh, if you, when I got out, I retired in 2014, I got out and I looked around, especially our local area, and I was like, there, where is everybody? And you don't see anything. They're out there. Like, uh, I don't, are, I don't, but, but I'm like one of those people that don't also, also don't go, I'm a veteran. I'll be like, yeah, I'm a veteran. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And that I think when you first get out, you know, you're kind of sick of that military lifestyle and everything. You kind of want to break from it. But at the same time, you miss it. But at so the same you're time, like, you miss it. Yeah, exactly. You're like, dang, like, how is this a double-edged sword right now? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, but we all go through that. I mean, it yeah. is... Everybody has their own battles. Exactly. Don't be ashamed to get uh, mental health. Amen. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So let's transition just a little bit and let's talk about from a spousal perspective. Do you have any advice if uh, someone's either a spouse now or, you know, they're getting ready to marry um, someone and be a spouse? Don't rush into it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you've dated this person prior to them going to the military, still don't rush into it. Military is a whole different ball game. Um, I definitely have seen th- seen some things <laughs> that I will say aren't right. Um, go through a period of being apart prior to getting married because I've seen people cheat on their spouse mm. where they're high school sweethearts or right. college sweethearts. And I feel like that's... If you're feeling that way, that you are tempted that much, tell the other person. <laughs> well, you throw in a military environment where there's high stress, like you said. It's you know. high stress. It's also you have men in uniform now that think they're untouchable. Right. <laughs> in, in some instances, because they yeah. get that they get that high. They're like, oh, I'm in uniform now. Like, right. well, and, and it happens all the time. It happens with women, too. Like, yeah. I'm not going to say it's one way and not the other, because it goes both ways. Absolutely. I call it the Captain Marvel, Captain America effect, right? You get that uh, self-confidence. Yes. And co- you get the confidence. Yeah. People lose weight when they go to basic. They yeah. feel different about themselves they've passed basic now and they've got a whole new like mission mission and and outlook (laughs) on life and like they got this they've they've signed that dotted line so Mm -hmm. they've given their life up to america so it's like the captain america effect Mm -hmm. definitely comes in there because it's like a broader sense of purpose yep Mm -hmm. and so i would definitely say hold off don't rush into marriage um get to know the person on a level of being in the military right and if you're already married just be like hey like we need communicate mm-hmm. constantly communicate because if you don't then things can go downhill fast absolutely absolutely some great advice some great tips and tools let's talk a little bit about nku and uh, how you became a student here oh gosh <laughs> <laughs> so how'd you end up at nku um i at the time it was just like i need to get my foot in somewhere like Mm -hmm. i work cut my hours drastically and i was like okay well then let me see what the gi bill can do for me and then i realized i qualified for the chapter 31 which is like voc rehab and reemployment. so i just filled it out and kind of went to see where it would take me and where did it take you it brought me here. Right. <laughs> and my degree was for, well, I have it like 
I guess, focused on, I think it's like medical technician. Mm -hmm. So essentially like working in a, a lab or something like that. And so that's, I'm just getting my degree in biology because that's what it calls for. <laughs> there you go. And uh, what uh, year are you at NKU? I am senior. I'm due to graduate in December. Very soon, right? Yes. Very soon. So, yes. Uh, which is awesome. Um, congratulations. Thank you. And uh, it's kind of scary too <laughs> because I've been used to this again since 2018. Right. Because I had a lot of brush up courses to do. So, it's yeah. like, oh gosh, now I got to get thrown back into the. <laughs> Into the wolves, it feels like. Well, and I appreciate you saying back into the wolves because I want to go back into when you first started at NKU and kind of what that experience was like. Now, looking back, do you have any tips or tools for um, people that are coming in there, either using... Either uh, don't be a procrastinator like me because <laughs> I still procrastinate and it's right. not good. Right, but I work better under pressure too, so it's like... Win-win, I guess. Lose-lose. Right. <laughs> Depends on what class it's in. Um, and study. Even though a lot of people say you don't need to read the books, there's a lot of things in the text that teachers will throw on exams, and you'll be like, whoa. Where'd that come from? I don't remember that. I just right. studied the slides. And you're like, yeah, it came from the book. And you're like, oh, I didn't read it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I will say, um, Going back to when I first came to NKU right out of high school and going back into college as a much older adult, um, I value learning a lot more. Yes, I do too. And uh, so I, I, I really want to get into the text just because that's a lot of the learning comes from that. But it's still hard, right? Yes, it's very hard, <laughs> especially when you have like kids at home or you have other, other responsibilities absolutely. because you have a lot of kid, a lot of kids coming straight from high school. That yes, some of them have the same responsibilities mm -hmm. you do and whatnot. But there's the majority of like NKU is more not parents, mm -hmm. so you have kid people that do not have. Or kids. I mean, they're 18, they're adults, right. but they don't have that responsibility. And mm -hmm. I think that a lot of it, you need to talk to your professors, essentially. Let them know, like, hey, I'm a non-traditional student. Like, can I get, like, maybe an extra day to work on this because X, Y, and Z is going on mm -hmm. at home? Or for me, like, basketball season's coming up for my kids. So I'm going to have to like work my whole schedule around them mm -hmm. <laughs> and try to make sure all my assignments are due on time and that I have time to study for exams and things. Well, you're an adult learner, right? Yeah. You've got other responsibilities that are happening going on. And communication absolutely is key um, to your professors and to everybody, your family as well, yes. as you go through the experience. I, I'm curious, in the whole environment, you're going to graduate, right? Yes. Um, what kind of was the biggest success that you learned to get you to graduation find a study group okay it would be my my biggest one because i had organic chemistry let me tell you that oh, was yeah. rough yeah <laughs> i know you remember me complaining about it a few <laughs> times but um we did stud a study group we would just get together sit there and study and a lot of times it's just bouncing your ideas off of somebody like okay, I'm not understanding this. Can maybe you explain it to me in a different way that the teacher didn't explain it in. And sometimes you can find those people. Absolutely. And then yeah. you're like, oh my God, like that makes so much more mm -hmm. sense. Like why did I not, didn't get it when the teacher said it like right. that, but I definitely got it when 
you just reworded it a little differently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you think your previous experience of being in the military, being a military spouse, um, affected your life today? Um, well, I can definitely say in LAMS, I was probably put as, um, you're the leader <laughs> a lot more often mm-hmm. than maybe other people, <laughs> even though I didn't want to be the leader. Right. <laughs> so I was kind of thrown in that position a lot, mm-hmm. but that's just like college wise. And I feel like I take more responsibility for my actions now than maybe most. And I think a lot of professors forget that adult learners do go during the day as well. That is a great point, actually. Like, they don't realize that. Because I've had a few times I'm like, well, I can't stay over. Like, I have to go get my kids. Right. Like, I can't just, hey, go Mm -hmm. pick up my kids for me. Right. All the time. (laughs) Great point. Great point. Um, Explain a little bit or talk through a little bit uh, about your Chapter 31 process, your Veteran Readiness and Employment, the Old Voc Rehab Program. Um, would you recommend that to other yes, veterans? Yes, I would recommend it. Um, so when I was going through the process in 2018, which was like forever ago, it feels <laughs> like, um, I remember going online, seeing if I was eligible, putting in all that, I do not remember, like, bringing a piece of paper to the VRC like people do now, or the VRS, because it's not the center, it's the station now. (laughs) But, like, I don't remember doing that part. Because, well, just so you clarify that a little bit, because Chapter 31 is not required. Oh! So Chapter 33, the post-9-11, is required, and Chapter 35 as well, or Chapter 30. Um, It's called Certificate of Eligibility, but your Chapter 31 is all done electronically through your counselor oh see so the counselor takes a lot off of you so maybe everybody should check and see if they got chapter 30 (laughs) because it also helps on things like you're like did i turn that in right like let me call my person and see if i turned it in and i have a a wonderful person so i just call her and she helps me out best she can and she's like well i got xyz on my end but they're not seeing x y and z so it's like oh okay so i need to turn this and this in and i'll be good right yeah (laughs) So just quickly, and I don't want to turn this into a, um, a podcast about the different benefits that are out there, but Chapter 31, one of the great things about the Chapter 31, now it is an employment-based program. Yes. So it's to enhance your employability mm-hmm. based off your service connection disability. Yes. And um, as long as you're at least 10% with a waiver, um, you can apply through the VA.gov for Chapter 31, Veteran and Employment. And with the new law that occurred just about three years ago now, I guess it is, um, it does not affect your Chapter 33, your post-9-11 benefit, which is a change. So hey. you can, you technically use both up to 48 months. What's nice about the Chapter 31 is that's also waivable, but we won't get into all that at this point in time. The bottom line is it's a great benefit. Yes. Um, I know I highly recommend it. It sounds like you highly recommend it. I do, it. because they also, like, sent me a laptop mm-hmm. and a printer, so that helped out. Um, you get your books for free. They just put in whatever your stipend is for the semester, and or not even. Like, I just buy my books outright. Mm-hmm. Well, they buy my books outright. You can keep them. You right. don't have to rent them or anything like that to where you're giving them back, because I'm very much the person of, I like the physical copy, because... If I need to go back and 
get something from another book that I've already taken a class and then I can do that. Right. Yeah. And it's going to be there the rest of my career. Absolutely. I'm sure there there's been times especially recently where I'm like I don't remember this. Let me let me go back to this book and see if it was in here and like reread this part and like see if I need something else explained because I'm not understanding it. Right. Yeah. Well, that's a, one of the great things about Chapter 31 is it covers everything. It covers your parking, it covers your yes. tuition, it covers your books, and it also gives you a stipend. Yep. Uh, where Chapter 33 is a little bit more limited. Um, both of them are great programs. Yes. Uh, highly recommend that you take advantage of all of them. And a lot of times, not all the time, but uh, Chapter 31 can be extended since you're already in the program to cover your master's. Uh, just to get back to you, uh, <laughs> kind of any final thoughts that you might have? Not yep. other than just reach out. Don't be, don't be ashamed to reach out. Awesome. I know a lot of people, like, oh, I'm weak because I need to reach out. Don't. It takes a strong person to reach out. Like that. It takes a lot of, like, guts and courage mm-hmm. to just be like, I need help. <laughs> right. Absolutely. And it can be just coming to one of our events. So follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Discord. We got now on right? Facebook, on LinkedIn, whatever the case may be. Um, you're more than welcome to connect with us. You can always give us a call at 859-572-7867. One of the things we didn't talk about, but you may just talk to Miss Jessica Young sitting right here with me as she is a VA student intern in the office as well. So thank you very much for your time, your service, and all that you do to support all military veterans and their families. Thank you.